hello, hello, Odafest Podcast listeners. This is Season 8, Episode 31 of the Odafest Podcast. And with me today, we have Nancy, Jay, and Dio. That is a Nancy, a Jay, and a Dio. Wow. I know those people. I've also heard of Angelo. And there is exactly one of each of us. But which one is real? Exactly one. No duplicates. That'd be sus. Not this one. Maybe the real Odafest podcast was the friends we made along the way. We made friends? <gasps> Dang. You're my friends. You friends. The podcast is real. But how can the podcast be real as if our ears aren't real? <laughs> the podcast is the metaphor of all of the entirety of Odafest. If you're the podcast and I'm the podcast, then who's flying the plane? Oh. Oh, crap. But before we get on to these shenanigans, let's get on to news and announcements. Tickets for Odafest's Maid and Butler Cafe are now on sale. Enjoy delicious treats, unique entertainment, games, and even a stunning dance performance. For Odafest's 25th anniversary celebrations, we're also featuring two bonus sessions with their own unique menus and activities. Cafe tickets, info at odafest.com cafes. Introducing Winrise, the cosplay band from Edmonton, Canada. Their woodwinds, brass, and piano create dynamic sounds that complement their focus on video games and anime music. Specializing in Genshin Impact tracks, they're gaining popularity with gamers and music lovers. But they don't stop there. Windrise is constantly expanding their repertoire to include Studio Ghibli, Mario Kart, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and more. What sets them apart is their dedication to cosplay. They embody their favorite characters during their performances. And of course, you can celebrate Calgary's proudly non-profit anime festival's 25th anniversary with 9,000 fellow fans. Weekend and Saturday passes are expected to sell out, so get yours today at odafest.com to avoid disappointment. Please check out odafest.com slash ticket update for details and explanations for this year's updated ticket policies. What, 9,000? 9,000? It's over 9,000! 9,000! Yeah, Dio took my joke. <laughs> Sorry, I think we were all thinking of it. Yeah. Exactly. We were all thinking it. <laughs> I didn't write that copy. Marketing Someone wrote did. that copy. They knew what they and were Mark- doing. They knew what they were Marketing doing. Knew. They made us. They were setting us up us for success. Yes. God. They made me meme against my will. <laughs> it has been 15 years. 15 years since over 9,000 became a meme. Don't say that. I intimately Don't. remember that. I was Why do you before know that? college. That was bef- because I. That was when I transitioned from one website to another website for my meme sources, specifically because of that meme. Oh no! Wow. So I had to. You know, I had to no. Google it. It's been seventeen years. Uh, it came out in two thousand and six. Okay, you know yeah, he's that not right. that off, but like you know, some people have memories that are sort of like landmarked by like key world events like key shifts in politics Where or major wars when 9-11 happened and this guy is i don't know but i remember when over 9,000. yeah this guy is like i remember when this meme was born okay like okay i need to bring <laughs> something up i need to bring something up i'm reading this information on wikipedia it's a meme 
that has a Wikipedia page, not a fan Wikipedia page, not any a other real Wikipedia, real page. Wikipedia, not page. a know your meme page. I'm about to blow your mind. Okay. A phrase refers to an alteration of the original line spoken in Japanese by the Saiyan character Vegeta, voiced in English by actor Brian Drummond in the 21st episode of the Ocean Productions English dub. In the original Japanese and English translated manga, as well as the original Japanese anime series dub, the power level of series protagonist Son Goku is actually read as over 8,000. Uh, what? Uh oh. We've been oh. lied to. We've been lied to. I guess over <laughs> nine thousand had to be the like. I mean, in turning fairness, it up to eleven. Over nine thousand is still over eight thousand. True, but we but... had to like exaggerate to really make it hit home. Yeah. Weird. Anyways. I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you for this side adventure. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. The history of memes with Jay. Oh, I think I had to, I, my gearbox had to think really hard for a second to try and understand, like, how did they hear it as 9,000? And it was probably Nana something. No, Hachi? it says Hasen no. Ijoda. So you can't really make. Hasen. Hasen is, like, Sen is 8,000. Yeah, I know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe nine just uh, matched up the lip flaps more. Yeah, I guess. Interesting. Anyways. Mm. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to read. I don't want to read this whole article on this. Yeah, I, that's that's going to gonna be why. for later. But but I oh think my it's god, pretty now funny. now but if I anyone too, wants me to start a podcast where we just read Wikipedia memes. articles, hit me up and find out the true depths of meme history. Meme history worth noting enough that it has a a, a normal person Wikipedia page. I wonder if kids Indeed. know what over nine thousand is. All right, if I if we really want to test um to our to our younger um our 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 younger uh, Gen Z aged listeners, uh-huh. do you guys remember or know of all your base? There's no way. Oh boy. That's what I want to know. Some of them might know, oh. but they weren't they weren't there. They weren't I was there. in the trenches. <laughs> they weren't wow. there. The I was yeah, do not speak of that old magic. Old magic to me, witch. <laughs> I was there when it was written. <laughs> oh gosh. Thanks, Aslan. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Anyway. It's been a week. It has been a week. It has it's been. has. One week it's since you looked a, at me. <laughs> <laughs> Cut your head to the side and said I'm angry. <laughs> I was there Thank when the meme Angela. was written. <laughs> of course, I'm angry. <laughs> um, but but uh, yeah, speaking of yeah, and and speaking mm-hmm. of like young nerd dreams and ancient memes, there was always this sort of like, do you remember being a babby weeb and like your the one thing you wanted to do was like go to Japan and just see it and like experience Akihabara, touch its grass, touch <laughs> its go grass, to go to place Japan, I is Shibuya Crossing. So yeah. Go pet my, the Me and my sister, when we were much younger, we actually had a plan for this, you see. I was really into Pokemon. She was really into Sailor Moon. And so we figured if we box ourselves up, 
uh, mail ourselves to Japan. We can get there for free. <laughs> That's so you see, We were so young, we didn't realize sending a parcel cost money. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Yes, because that's the only logistical problem is <laughs> yeah, money. Yeah, that's the only issue there <laughs> not, is money and not, not how lit- you don't freeze in the cargo <laughs> hold. Yeah, not literal human trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> but like self-trafficking. Details. You're transporting Details. yourself. Is it an isekai? <laughs> to another Trakun land. You're sending yourself involved. to another land? I Maybe. was hit by a truck and reborn in another country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. So many people I know are going this year, including all of us. All of us, coincidentally. Not at the same all... time. Yeah. Yeah, not quite at the same time. But yeah. in, all in, in similar amounts of time. Like, yes. we're all planning to go sort of in the fall. Yes. So we miss the heat and the humidity mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Japanese mm-hmm. summer. But before we get the sort of misery of, ah, yes, it is winter in Canada. Trying to go do winter in another country. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, correct. But yeah, like so many of our friends have gone. Um I know a lot of it is due to, for example, Japan opened up last year for tourist travel, but yeah, they weren't definitely. they weren't as like fully open in a way. Like they were like, oh, people you need to be a be... part of a tour. Uh, you yes. had to be sort of um, shuttled from place to place to make sure you weren't contaminating everything with your. You needed to be supervised. Yeah, you're, with your Gaijin germs. germs. <laughs> Keep your germs to yourself. Exactly. So, Take them back on the plane with you. Yeah, they mm-hmm. open. So they, but they've kind of opened up more now to general public. Most things are running again, um, which is nice. Obviously, like mm-hmm. again, so mm-hmm. many people on like my social media, I can see like they're all taking trips now. I'm like. Damn you! And then someone almost Soon. convinced me to take a trip like right before Odafest. And I was like, You were like, maybe this is not a good idea. Technically, I could. I but literally like, could go by idea. myself. Between now and between just don't now. do that to yourself. Really? And then come back in time for Odafest. I could literally oh do God. that. You I have be jet no, I, I mean that by like the logistics. Like, yeah, I'm talking about the money and the time. I have both. I can actually you go. You don't have the mental. I, yes, you would physically not, not survive. It is not a smart idea. <laughs> no, definitely not. It's not definitely a wise not. decision. It qualifies as a smart but okay. idea, yeah. but, but I'm, not I'm, quite indeed. a smart idea. But I'm so, being patient, and I'm saving the money that I'm not spending on an impromptu May trip to Japan in for order my to enjoy trip it later in the fall. Year. Exactly. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, I had a bunch of travel planned pre-pandemic and it all got canceled as most mm-hmm. people did um, and i recall classic. the dio fought for a very long time before getting back the flight credit that yes, she was I well remember. due yes um i had a very long fight to get an airline credit and then the airline credit expired and so i had to fight to be like well that's not fair and then i did eventually mm-hmm. get a refund and so that was sort of my big impetus to not travel in 2021 um, was mm-hmm. because one, you know, things were still very much up in the air. So I didn't want to like go through this process of mm-hmm. like arranging for a ticket that I then once again cannot use. And then also just the fact that Japan was a little bit more isolated for a little bit longer than elsewhere in the world. And I didn't really want my first experience 
in to be like a, a health experience. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want it to be like you get to go from one tourist location to another and you get to stay in this tourist resort and that's it. Go home. You know, it's like I want to be able to go explore, you know, the streets on foot and just experience the city nightlife mm-hmm. as it is. Mm-hmm. Nancy and so I'm I glad have we both, get to go. Yeah, you guys are going for your first time. Nancy and I have been... Uh, previous times yeah yeah it'll yeah, be interesting to, to see it. it'll be interesting to see the differences um pre mm-hmm. and post pandemic i mm-hmm. have watched i haven't watched a lot because i actually don't um I, I don't seek out or necessarily enjoy that content but um i know a couple of japanese streamers and they sometimes do daily live streams in japan so you mm. they, you know oh, they're walking cool. through like akiba for example, um, or some other places just doing whatever slightly touristy stuff or just regular things. And most of it appears fairly normal. Mm-hmm. Um, the pace feel like looks okay. Um, everything looks to the areas I've been to before, very like still similar, iconic. I think some things, of course, like did close, uh, which is always a shame, but you know, aside from any of that, really, you kind of, ha- you'll still be in a really cool place traveling uh, in, in some very interesting locations, especially if you go to places that you've never really been before. So, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. that's my plan mm-hmm. for my trip is I'm not really going to places that I've been before, except for like two exceptions, maybe. So we'll see. What I found kind of interesting, we just had an upcoming guest of OdaFest, uh, Girl DM, just got back from her Japan trip. She went to this uh, monkey park uh. that just two weeks beforehand, Dio and I saw a YouTube video of. Yeah, oh. yeah, we did. We were like, whoa, monkey park. That's so cool. The thing, And that- then she's showing us images and we're like, oh, I recognize that. Like, Wait <laughs> so a second. We've seen in- that. So that's interesting because... Obviously, you like you'll you'll get that experience. But if you've ever been to a place where you know the landmarks, or you've seen it either either in the show or like it's very famous, like an Eiffel Tower type deal or Empire State Building, then once you get there, you're like, oh, I've been there. But I think it's the more interesting thing is once you come back, and then you see it again, realized in you're like, oh um, yeah. Again, like realized in like, yeah, content, whether it's like an anime or another TV show or something like that, YouTube content. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I was literally there. You're like, I remember this. That Which mm-hmm. this is slightly related slash unrelated. But I remember during COVID, um, the, the th- we're still in COVID technically, but the throes of COVID. Um, one of the things I got into was GeoGuessr. And because I was uh-huh. like, I need to like mentally travel, even if I'm not physically traveling. And I played <laughs> a lot of GeoGuessr. I, I like, and GeoGuessr was so cool because I learned, like, I've never been amazing with ge- geography, but I had like a general idea of geography. And now I got like a lot better. And there's like stupid meta things where you're like, well, the color of this telephone pole and the shape of these, <laughs> like, <laughs> then you'll be like, indicates that I must be in Istanbul. Like, like there, there's like weird meta. I don't want to get into that, but it's funny when you, if you ever look into it. But it did allow me to sort of, again, like virtually travel. And I played that for a while, but 
I also saw uh, one uh, a YouTube content creator that I used to follow. Don't follow them anymore. Um, they played GeoGuessr as well. And one of their pin drops was in Calgary. Middle of downtown Calgary. As in, I could walk there in 10 minutes from where I live. And I was like, what? Like, these are, they're, they're like, because these guys are, they're like, you know, just California based, uh, you know, content creators. So, like, maybe this is somewhere in like the north because there was like a, it was winter time. Um, I can tell you where the intersection was. It's just north of Crack Max. It's the one where, so, where oh, Solly's wine, yes. yeah. wine store, that's the intersection. And it was sort of wintertime. I would think it was like November-ish, maybe like, you know, overcast clouds, snow on the ground. And like, maybe this is like Minnesota or something like that. Like, And that's fair. Like, you know, Canada because has North a lo- America can look very yeah. samey, especially U.S. and Canada. Yeah, exactly. And they were, uh-huh, and I'm just like uh-huh. literally sitting there. And this wasn't this was not a live stream, so I was just watching the VOD, and I'm kind of like, I wish this was live right now, so I could yell at them exactly where this is. I'm exactly like, where it's it is. There, it's right there. <laughs> You're like, I know that spot. Yeah, that that is actually really jarring. I have to say, that's not it's not the same thing as like. Oh, I've been to that landmark. It's like it's no, like, that's like I that's live pretty there. much my house. That's my house. And this is like not content where you traveled there and I expected you to be there. This is pow, hello. We're ten minutes away from my house. <laughs> yeah. Hello, we bring you live news updates from yeah. ten but minutes like, away from Jay's house. Exactly. But they like teleport in there as opposed they to like, teleport there and you're like, whoa. You're like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> that reminds me so there was a, a sort of like a, a meme going around on like tiktok mm-hmm. and and this was because for a period of time uh google maps had allowed i think I don't, the feature might still exist where you could add landmarks to google maps and they didn't have to be official buildings or official names you could add landmarks <laughs> that sounds like a mistake and so I'm sure, you know, you can you can guess that people put lots of silly little memes and troll things mm-hmm. as landmarks. And so mm-hmm. it became a TikTok meme to zoom in, like from Google Earth, to zoom in on these crazily named, um, like, landmarks that people had put on Google Maps. And I remember I was scrolling through my For You page, and they zoom in, and it starts zooming in, and it lands on Calgary. And I'm like... Uh oh. Okay. Uh. Where are we going? This is weird. And like this this TikTok has like 2.3 million views or something. So like I'm like 2.3 million people have just like gone through this zoom in onto my city to see I don't know what landmark it is. And it ended up being a landmark within walking distance of me, which was oh, which even boy. more like amazing. And That's it was technically walking distance of me. <laughs> and it was Sussy Baka Among Us Shrine. What? Oh. <laughs> I did see which was like I'm gonna I'll I'll, I'll pull it up for later sure. but uh it was like that's interesting it was like a bunch of statues in like a park and like because they looked like Among Us beans oh like I... they just happened to look like Among Us beans and so someone was like oh it's Sussy bought Baka uh Among Us statue oh, okay or, or Among Us shrine I saw there was also I was... another pond here in the city that was just called Amogus Lake. Yeah, yeah, there it is. There is Amogus Lake. Is that real? Yeah. It's it's not really Ah, uh, here it is. Yeah, like it's not 
it's not really like an Among Us thing. Oh, it's just, I see. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it's in the shape of a thing. That's so dumb. And so it. people are like, well, it's made better because not only is the lake in the shape of Among Us Bean, but the statues next to the lake are, they're statues of the lake. Oh, interesting. And so they also look like Among they're Us all beans. sussy. I got you. Wow. Yeah. So that anyways, that's... That is not a coincidence that I ever would have expected to see. No. So anyway, Life shout out to Targaryens. You can go to a sussy baka Among Us shrine. It's on yeah. Google Maps. I was walking along Stephen Ave the other day, and uh-huh. someone drew a sussy baka amogus <laughs> in chalk on the ground. Nice. And I was like, oh yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but it, th- that's weird to me because I will infer now that most of the time it's kids who play with chalk. Like kids draw on the street, sidewalks. With and when chalk. I say kids, kids love to us. be clear, I don't mean twelve-year-olds or fourteen-year-olds. I mean, you like, mean like six year olds and four year olds. Yeah, like 10 and under. Yeah. And that was Look. really weird to me. I was like, hmm. But the kids love Among Us. <laughs> they do. They do. Amogus like, for the kids. Amogus is for Among the children. <laughs> the first year of pandemic in the summer, mm-hmm. um, a lot of summer, like, kids' programs had been either stalled or canceled or, you know, the, mm-hmm. the general mayhem of that first year of pandemic. But I had a colleague tell me over lunch that his daughters were off with their friends uh, playing real life Among Us. Like, not <laughs> not Among oh, Us on their phones, no. not Among Us on their PCs or their Switch or whatever. They had devised a real life in-person interactive version of Among Us. Among Us tag. And it I think was me and, amazing. I think me and mm-hmm. Angelo immediately were like, uh-oh. <laughs> But well, you know what I was thinking? You, yeah, I know. You know those girls who took Slender Man too seriously? No, yes. not that far. Not that yes. far. No, no. But no, they were playing Among Us tag. Good for them. Yes, good, good for, for them, them. But like, seriously. It, the kids love Mogus. It blows my mind that it has taken shape in a non-online interactive form. Because good for you, kids. Good for you. They're getting outside and having fun and being Exactly. They're sus. going outside and having fun. Yep. I agree. I Speaking. disagree with having fun. Fun's well, disgusting. Of course. I've never heard of it. But tell me more. About not having fun? Yes. Well, have you ever... Uh... Used sandpaper before? No. Uh, <laughs> several times. God. Why? I don't, know where, I don't know where I'm going with this. I also I don't know. Don't know. Oh, I'm man. scared. I was expecting there to be like a crazy Angelo level story, but now I'm just disappointed. Yeah, I was like, where, this, where, where, uh, where's the punchline coming? No, no. Like, I was like, I don't know what, what punchline to brace myself for. <laughs> that involves All sandpaper. All right, well, I will help. Something that I thought that would be more fun but is slightly less enjoyable than I wanted it to be is this is not something I do very often, but I played, uh, I'm playing Skyward Sword HD on the Switch right now. Okay. And what I'm getting at is that I don't typically go back to play a game that's earlier in the series. Um, I've, Why is that? I, 
Um, well, I'll kind of get into it right now. But the the first thing is like I will say, I want to make a distinction. There's a difference between going back to play a game that's early in the series that you have played before. Like if I'm gonna go play Pokemon Yellow, I'll probably have a decent time. I won't like like. But if I'm playing in this case Skyward Skyward Sword, I am not enjoying it as much as I hoped because I see the like backwards movement of like game mechanics, quality of life, storyline implementation, mm. character development. Everything is like seeing a development. Like I, I feel like I'm almost playing a you're super well polished watching- beta. <laughs> Of yeah, like you're the watching. You're seeing game. the game devolve, exactly. Right? Because like, if you start, I, I, no, this totally makes sense. Because like, you know, I remember playing Final Fantasy X two mm-hmm. uh, as a as a as a, a wee babby, and I loved that game. That game is great. Still, in my opinion, I will defend this. This is my 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 <laughs> flag on a hill. Is like that. It is one of the best Final Fantasy games ever. Um. And then you go back, and so I, I played Final Fantasy X two before playing Final Fantasy X. Mm-hmm. Which <gasps> you was did? a mistake. Oh. Yeah, I was going to ask. So mistake. I don't know anything. I don't I know anything about ten because I've never played. But that sounds like a crime to me. <laughs> it was very criminal, and I wish I wish I hadn't because then you go back. I like I went back, and like I will I will make the argument that the story quality intent is the narrative is far superior to the sequel but i mean i think I that's not a, that's a it's di- very difficult to make a sequel have a better story than the original like it's very tough yeah um, but, I, but see, so my I argument there is that I, 10 had a fantastic like political story that they could have taken in a bunch of different places but anyway go on y- yeah definitely um but then i went back and i played 10 and uh-huh. like the story and narrative is better but you're like, oh man, like the 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 turn plate based battle is good, but ten two was so much better. Like it's clunkier, it's like, right? Everything is yeah, clunkier. it's clunkier. I'm just like, oh, now, I really should have done this in order. Like, yeah. dang. Now, like I would say that story wise, because each Zelda game is um, its own story within a greater timeline narrative. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. There's very few direct sequels uh, i think we're i think one of the very few direct sequels is coming out now for uh uh tears of the kingdom which will be breath of the wild 2 essentially um but that being said skyward sword is for people who don't know like it went twilight uh, on the wii it was twilight princess mm-hmm. then it was skyward sword um and then Technically, then it went to Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild had a Wii U and a Switch release. So yeah. Skyward Sword is right, uh, like gameplay-wise, it uh, all the mechanics are right before. And I will say that there's a lot of things there because they tried to, um, you know, feature a lot of Wii uh, re- playability. So like we're we're talking yeah. like motion controls, for example, is a big one. But there's like just so many things where you see like if you know breath of the wild and i breath of the wild is one of my favorites all the games you see everything from skyward sword like they 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 again they polished like a beta 0.8 you know what i mean like of 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 breath of the wild and it makes me really mad because there are things that are like 
shit, this is so tedious. Or like, I don't like this control method or like this, like other thing is just slightly annoying, but the rest of it, like I can see how it's almost put together and it's almost just polished enough. And I'm sure. And the time that it came, like I, when I played like Twilight princess, I should have just played skyward sword because goddamn, like I wouldn't be like frustrated about it now, but it looks so good as the HD remake. Like it, it, the concepts are all there but I don't know if I will, like, from this experience, because I said I don't really do it often. From this experience, I don't know if I'll ever do it again. Like, yeah. I'd have to be very motivated uh, for, to, do for, it. to try. I know that feeling intimately. This happened to me and a friend back when I was in high school. Oh. So, in the land of video games based on movies, most of them are bad. the vast majority of them are bad but up there at the pinnacle in the very short list of movie video games that are good is lord of the rings the return of the king on the gamecube i've heard it it was was a fantastic almost like a a a dynasty warriors hack and slash where you play through the levels of 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 what was the movie as the characters Unlocking new abilities and I think the I've, multiplayer I think I've played that was one. fantastic. It was so good. And once you finish everything, once you finish off the base game, you can then go through each level with characters that wouldn't have been there before. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing experience. But there's only so much content, right? So me and my friend Nick at the time, we were like, okay, let's head over to Blockbuster Let's rent the two towers, the game that came right before it, because it was said to be very good as well. And you know what? It delivered on all the action, all the character building, mm-hmm. uh, the graphics were there. It was faithful to the movie, not the books, the movie. But it was missing one major feature it wasn't multiplayer. Oh, so no. you didn't, Nick just had to come over and you oh. play or you would play or you would watch Nick play. So just we had there. this amazing multiplayer experience where we <laughs> we would legitimately would play eight hours into the night of this of yeah. Return of the King. I, I actually do remember that. And then we go really into good. two towers. And it's it was like, not well, there. that's just <laughs> so fun to watch. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is the thing. Like, that is the thing. If you're going to play a series, I am a big believer of legitimately, if you don't want to set yourself up for failure, you need to start at the beginning and work your way up. And like, and that's like for some series, that's crazy hard to do. Like for Mm -hmm. some series, it really is that hard to do. Like, for example, let's say you want to like, even for like, not necessarily like super, um, like, like, for example, you know, a super short series is like the Silent Hill series. There are there are like eight mainline Silent Hill games. There are eight, right? That doesn't seem That's too a bad. short series. Uh, yeah, I was gonna are, say. <laughs> there How are many eight, of them have remakes? But now? like, there are eight. But if you only want to play like the the Silent Hill series as an example, is split up into like sort of like two world lines, like two two universes, and each universe has about four games. 
So you could play like a complete Silent Hill series in four games. That's okay. a short series? That's the shortest that I know of. Right? The only other one I could think of is like, um, what was the series with Alma? It was a horror game. Um, that one was three games. Fatal uh, Frame? Not Fatal Frame. What, is no, it Fatal, Fatal no, Frame? No, not Fatal wasn't Frame. A sequential game. Um, oh, what was it? Was it, it wasn't Dead Space. It was something dead something. I can't remember, uh. but it was a three game series. But either way, Silent Hill is like four. Okay. If you want to play like the four Silent Hill games, like if you play like the latest Silent Hill games, they are amazing experiences. If you try and play like Silent Hill 8 Downpour and then you jump to Silent Hill 1, like you are going to get flashbanged. <laughs> by the difference in gameplay the graphic mm-hmm. like uh and, the and, and graphical clear, differences like, and like it's the it's just the ma- a matter of age yeah right? like to be clear it's like mm-hmm, i think a lot of the things true. we're espousing are not like like yeah of course they're going to be better in, uh, the yeah, later yeah, on better or later on or like worse if you're playing the like worse in some sense but yeah. i think but you, it's you, just you i think it depends on how close it, it is like for example, I have like Final Fantasy Nine. Now Final Fantasy Nine is like five Final Fantasies ago, but I haven't played yeah. all the, any of the new ones past eight. I have played seven, I have played eight, I played and nine. four. I haven't played nine yet, but if I play nine, it'll be okay. Because I because haven't played your boilerplate like, is set. Yeah, like eight. ten or twelve or whatever it is. Yeah, but they're all they're all also like different. They're not sequential games, right? No, they're, they're, they're not. not yeah, but, even, but some, they're not but they're sequential. Still but the, carry there's gameplay mechanics. They're going to carry yeah. character development uh, in terms of like how they have expanded their own ideas about how characters need to move within the story and things like that. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's, like, that's uh, more about like production value getting better. That is true, but I mean, for well, Final, exactly. Final Fantasy is not going to exactly change its production value. You know what I mean? Like, they'll have yeah, their, but like their, it will their... always be the biggest budget thing that they can do. Exactly. Right, but even even going to like an actual sequential line of Final Fantasies, like Final Fantasy thirteen, the first game was pretty janky. They clearly yeah. shoved in a lot of open world stuff right at the very end of the game. When open world games were like really popular, mm-hmm. they, you know, there were a lot of things that just weren't great about it. I did yeah. like a lot of things about its battle system, like having actual defined roles and then having those paradigms shifting all the time. That was mm-hmm. really fun. But the second game, despite not actually having lightning in it as a playable character, refined a lot of that battle system stuff that felt kind of janky like in the yeah. first game if whomever you are actually controlling because you can switch around and control different characters in your party but yeah. if the if you happen to be this character and that character gets wiped in battle it's game over that's it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the second game if your current character gets wiped it just switches control over to the next character Right, which is a much better gameplay experience. Like I, I, I exactly. think I think we're all agreeing with each other. Like we the are closer, the closer, ways. the closer the games yeah. are released sequentially, the worse it feels to go backward back. to play because again specifically see... to play a game that you have not played in the series. Right, because it's it okay feels, if you've done it before. You, yeah, you can see like exactly if you've done it before, it's familiar and friendly, and you know there's the nostalgia pleasure experience. you almost accept it because you know because you know what yeah. to expect but yeah. when you mm-hmm. go backwards you're like oh i can see and feel the improvements the, that the of course happen and it's hard 
to like yeah, not expect hard. those. Yeah. One thing that Dio hit on there, I think, is the crux of the issue. The closer the games are together, like if it is one game and then the next, in the case of Skyward Sword and then Breath of the Wild, it the comparison feels so close that it feels bad. If you go far enough back that there's a paradigm shift in the game, like if you compare Final Fantasy 13 2 to Final Fantasy 1, you they're can not, they're not accept actually it. the same game. Yeah. Right. Oh, they're yeah. like they're so totally fundamentally different. different that you're just kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're it's just like, totally you know different what? things. It completely resets my expectations of it. So yeah. mm-hmm. my entry to like bat to Mega Man was Mega Man Battle Network, right? Yo, Battle and Network is sick. It's such a it good spin off game. Yes, it, it just re released so on good. Switch and Steam, I think. I think it's on yeah. Steam. Yeah. It's on Steam. And uh, they were fantastic so games. good. And that made me think, well, I want to go see what Mega Man's all about. I'll just get myself an NES emulator. And then you got slapped. I'll download some ROMs. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that stuff is hard. Uh, I don't know why, but it was Mega Man 2 was the first ROM that I found. And so I played that and I, I loved it. It was so good. It was amazing. Legitimately, still from the NES era, still my favorite game. Hmm. I tried going back to Mega Man 1 after playing Mega Man 2. What a fucking piece of shit. God damn. <laughs> Mega Cap- Man 1 does Capcom, not have rights. How did Capcom ever stay in business? So, legitimately. How did Mega Man 2 ever happen after how garbage Mega Man 1 was? But you know what? Point remains. If the games are very close together, very, very much temporally linked, it feels bad. Except the gap feels bigger than decades it is. apart. You know what? It feels completely different. It's fresh. It's good. Yeah, like I, I think it's like it's you know if something is released within like say one to two years of another game, like you feel like they should feel identical, but they don't because like obviously in, a, yeah. in the development time they've had the ability to iterate and like get the feedback from the players and be like, oh yeah, these things didn't work. I'm going to fix them. But you as a player didn't experience that. Yeah. So you just feel like you're kind of like getting the the like the, the, the 8.0. Like as you said, you're getting the beta uh, that 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 never was. One, uh, one franchise that I think would be actually difficult to go through even though it's been around for decades is probably Pokemon. Because the game is very much fundamentally similar throughout its all its generations and iterations. Like the biggest upgrades are graphics and battle mechanics. Yeah. But the basic ba- battle mechanics are always the same. Always the same. Um, the familiarity with the characters like Pokemon are always the same. Um, so if you, you know, if you're like 10 now or whatever and you're playing... Uh, 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 Scarlet and Violet or like Sword and Shield I imagine it would be very like you like Jarring. it's hard so bad to go back to like Gen 1 because like the mechanics are all over like like they're 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 essentially the same but they're not polished yet and they're yeah um yeah things what like you like you, you can't run in towns you can't run in general what do you yeah. mean? You can't run I in can't Gen use 1. The bike in the in indoors the, in the caves. Indoors. You can use the bike in the caves, but you can't use the bike indoors. And then somehow without even having a phone, Professor Oak 
becomes she God you and tells you yeah. and says like, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, how? like it's just, me? it's going to be a jarring experience. It's funny. I think the same thing kind of happens with anime, um, specifically mm. with anim- visual anime art styles, because like, you know, w- I grew up with like early 2000s slash late 90s anime and especially Mm -hmm. late 90s anime has had a very distinct style. I would Mm -hmm. say now that we're in the 2020s, it's very clear what the visual style was for the early 2000s. I've categorized the era that we watched anime in like the the, that 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 kid. uh, The Y2K era. Yeah. Is maybe the garbage era of anime, by the way. (laughs) I disagree. I, dis- I disagree. I disagree. No, no, no. There's classics, but there's always classics in every era. And and I'm sorry to hijack, but the, the, the point being, the reason why I can say that is because I think that's the point where, as with most mediums, that's when anime really got a boost, which meant they really oh, greenlit okay, a yes. bunch of crap. Yes. Okay. I okay. You know I take it back. I do agree with you now because I will agree yeah. that that is the time where, as you said, anime boomed and it really hit a critical mass. Where if it existed, it could be an anime, yes. and that means whether it was the it was greatest narrative that. known to man or the absolute dredge of garbage from the bottom of the garburetor, yeah. it got anime. The early 2000s yeah, but... also had a shift on how anime was uh, produced. Yeah, more did, it, it became faster to do well, digital animation. Not just that, I mean. In, in the seasonal culture of anime, you know, that we have now... Where mm. Every three months, you've got a new batch of anime coming out. That wasn't around back that then. That wasn't that wasn't a thing back then. In no, the 80s not at all. And right into the nineties. In fact, this kind of ended at the end of the nineties. If you had a show, you just kept making episodes until you didn't want to anymore or couldn't afford to anymore. Until nobody watched them, basically. Yeah. So, like seasons as a thing. If you think about Dragon Ball Z, where did one season end versus another? It, there, it all bled no together line. because there was no need for there to be a line. And we kind of saw this for things like Bleach and Naruto in the early 2000s. But like what Jay was saying, that kind of ended. Suddenly we were getting seasonal anime. And while we remember the good stuff, there was a lot of shit. Oh, there was definitely a lot of trash. So seasonal anime partially exists because of the distaste that we have for fillers. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Manga has to get ahead. The manga has to get ahead. People hated filler. And so the idea is we'll do a season. We'll take one to two to four seasons off. We'll come back with another season, take four seasons off. And that gives, you know, the manga call, the author, you know, two years to get ahead of where we are in, anim- in animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, there, there's say... definitely a, a very distinct style from that time. Yeah. But like, okay, so let's talk about how much anime there was back then i feel like because people were so much more willing to take risks with just animating anything and everything that that's how we got so much more experimentation stuff like oh, ghost in the shell some of the more cerebral stuff that w- that came out would back never then. have existed in another time and yeah like, but you can say that about things all were just art yeah but you you had far more like different modes of artistic expression using animation than we do now. Everything now feels a lot more samey. Yeah, like I think I think 
I will agree. I agree with both of you. I think anime at that period of time definitely hit a critical mass. And as a result of hitting that critical mass, because anything and everything could be made in anime, it meant we got everything from really well engineered masterpieces to experimental trash to experimental awesome stuff. Um, Nowadays, because, you know, we've kind of gone through that sort of like puberty of... Of developing There's a formula now, anime. and it's yeah. a clear one. But to, exactly, be, I, to like, be clear, to be clear, garbage anime still exists. Yes, I am not saying that, but I think we that. Still if, but if you want to talk, the first episode yeah. ish of X Arm, like yeah. years ago. But we're saying, but what I'm saying is that like the ratio of quality to garbage has drastically improved has in favor definitely of shifted. quality. Yeah. It's probably like seventy to thirty. If I had to really yeah. put a rough I, number on it, I would say it. the same. Yeah. I actively disagree with Nancy's point about anime now feeling samey versus anime in the early 2000s, maybe. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Nancy on this one, for sure. So Because the variety every... is there. No, no, no. We still have variety now. Quite frankly, you guys forget how samey those eras were. I mean, Late okay. 90s, okay, early okay, 2000s fair, was fair, all fair. about harem. Harem was the isekai of the early 2000s. That is true. And, and then, then Moe. To, that was Moe. That was the Moe blob yeah. era. No, no, no. Yeah, but that's with trending. Anime back then, but what I'm, but... 90% of it was Moe blob anime. No, no, no. Yeah, had, like, and the that's one trend is isekai. One, like, but my, no, 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 no. There, there's your focus. So there's so a, there's at, the argument is not. Isekai, when you look at what Your argument's not kosher. It's not on kosher grounds. me. But there's a lot of really good, really different stuff. Your argument yes, is not but kosher. That's not the argument we're making. You're you're making the argument that the, that like anime had like trending he's, genres. Yeah, he's and that's, ar- that's exactly. He's arguing for genre, but he's not arguing for content. Yeah, content, style, different kinds of storytelling. That's different from yeah. genre. Yes. Yeah. I still disagree. No, because I think here's the thing. I think back then. You could like I'm watching so I'm watching Serial Experiments Lane for the first time. Oh, like now I've never seen. I still Lane need before. to finish that. That music is so cool, and it's and it's really cool. And especially and I like, think for your someone and who is very cerebral, like you in your in your like uh, I think the work yeah. that you do, your interests that you do, I think it there's a very real much aligns cool, with like, aligns. I'm I'm glad that you it finally does. got into it. I watched it like and way, I'm really way back. enjoying it. Yeah, but I think. It's not, you could get something visually like Lane now and you could get a story and I haven't finished it. So, uh, you know, no spoilers sure. or anything. I think you could get a story like Lane now, but I don't think you could get a story and a visual like Lane in the format that Lane is presented in now. No. In I think it is very if, unique to its time. If anything, the only thing I can really say that like Angelo has a sort of adjacent point to Anime looks more similar to each other now. Yes. I think in the 90s and 2000s, there was a bigger overall difference. Experimentation of visual in art style. style. Yes. Yeah. Um, I Because it's not to no, say that I there's no... even with that. It, it's not to say that there's no variation now, but it's like there's, there's it's fewer... Uh, like, like a lot of it has to do with... Um, just like if they outsource their animation to certain places or um, not surprisingly when artists do imitate each other and steal from each other in terms of styles. Um, so you always get that. Like uh, uh, we've moved away from knife faces 
uh, yeah. to like like the Moe that we have now, and then like sort of the cuteness or whatever trend that you have going on now. But mm-hmm. I, I think, still disagree with you. I think that because your and your visions, yeah, are molded by what we currently see today. You forget all of the garbage anime. Oh of, of no no no. Days past. no no no! We no, are no. agreeing mm-hmm. that there was a lot of garbage in the past. Yeah, way more garbage. That's why. I, that's but why the, I call yeah. it the garbage age. Yeah, but it was overall. But it was overall, far more voluminous. Yeah, yes. like I like, think what it is, it's not. There's, variety there's was bred then. by by the amount. The yeah. var- of, like by variation. There was garbage then. There is garbage now. But you get a lot less garbage now. Because of the the pubescent phase of just having, I'm not arguing about the garbage. I'm arguing about the sameness. I think that anime (laughs) right now, any any individual bit of anime right now, you can find greater variations than you could in the 90s or 2000s. Yes, but I think you get. I think it's. I think it's a matter of scale. I think if you look at the the sheer amount, like there is just more stuff being made now than there was then. So this is, this is purely it. like anecdotal, but I, I, I really stopped watching a lot of shows in, 20, in the 2010s because Same. a lot of them felt like rehashes of stuff I'd already seen in the 2000s. And I, I in could sense, also in just sense. be like our age. It could and be, I, but, but at I that also, sense, it, I, could, I, like, I could tell you honestly that there were shows that I had started. I'm like... I feel I, I can predict the story. Unfortunately, like I, I can tell yeah. you what it was, and I, like and I would be proven right by the end, and I'd be like, "That sucks." I don't really want to watch. Like I'm not saying I need to have every twist and turn. I'm just saying I don't need yeah. that formula that they were still pushing from the, the 2000s into the 2010s. I think they're evolving away from that now, which is nice. Yeah, I if, think this is a, again the matter of scale. So the if if the yes. '90s and like is like the first boom, this is where we far like you know you go from having say five anime in a season to like a hundred anime in a season, and now we've hit a point where we have like five hundred anime in a season. So it's just like thank God it's not actually that much. It's not actually that no, much, but like, like it's it's, it's like forty. We're, we're talking about like that kind of exponential scale. Yeah. And the thing is, like in the middle of that scale, you have a bunch of stuff, and the quality is super varied. Nobody knows what they're doing. There's no sort of like there's there's no rules. There's no guardrails. People are just putting stuff out and mm-hmm. seeing what works. Now we've hit a point where people understand what works. They're still experimenting within what works. We still see like really cool genre twists. Like Madoka Magica was the was the the surprise um uh magical girl genre twist that nobody expected that did incredibly well and also defined uh a several years following it of several shitty dark magical girl shows that were horrendous. That is and that's always going to be the case. You're always going to have imitations. Always, you're always going to have imitators. Yeah. Um but I think now what's really interesting is people like not only has the technology progressed in such a way yeah. and like the 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 budgets talent has progressed and, and yeah. budgets have shifted that now we get to like you have people iterating within a safe sort of runway mm-hmm. of stuff that just works and i think oh, that's dear. where the concept of things being samey kind of comes from in that you will like i don't think you would see something like lane air on tv in 2023 no. It would, it like, would because it, there's no way it would it would pull numbers. 
Yeah, and and there's there's something to be said too about just like how the business of animation has changed. Like Angelo said, like there's yeah. definitely way more of a push for shows yeah. that can sustain themselves on merchandise, not yep. you know and actual viewing True. ratings. And animation studios not actually making a whole lot of money from the animations themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of that too, and just how commercialization of animation has changed a lot in the last two decades. But Dio has also just unfortunately reminded me that Madoka Magica is over ten years old now. Yeah, that's yeah, thirteen years old now. Yep. God damn it! It's yep. a teenager. It came out the Woo! same year that Steins Gate did. It did. Nice. Just like. Just like Lucky Star and Gurren Lagann aired the same season. Yep. In 2007. That's yep. a good year. Yeah. 2007 was a, was a great year. In contrast, Azamanga Dayo is still central to a lot of jokes I make. This has been a great podcast. It has, it has been. been. And it will continue to be a great podcast. Yeah. Because we'll Next see you next year. time. Exactly. <laughs> next, <laughs> next year. <laughs> <laughs> no to, wow uh, yeah to be totally clear uh obviously odafest is coming up so quick roadmap for listeners um we probably have about seven or eight episodes left to go before our season ends as well um so please look out for that we will not be recording for odafest um we're just super busy unfortunately but we've also figured that the content that we record during odafest kind of doesn't really make a lot of sense because we're in the middle of a con and we're just sort of giving you a mid-con update it doesn't I don't know if there's a lot of value in that, so I'd rather just give you the pre-con and post-con. Sensical. You know? We saw these things that already happened and you can't see now. Better catch the other things. Yeah, exactly. So we will catch up with you then. Keep on listening. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.